You are listening to Wealth Wisdom. On this podcast, you will hear from a wide range of thinkers as they discuss what it takes to be prosperous in business, finance, and more. This Wealth Wisdom podcast is provided by Simon & Schuster Audio from their title Creating Wealth by Robert G. Allen. In this excerpt, Allen details the first three of his nine false assumptions about money. For more Simon & Schuster Audio, please visit their website at www.simonsays.com. We also welcome you to check out the rest of our podcasts at www.learnoutloud.com slash podcast. Thank you for listening. Why is it that money seems to flow to some people like a magnet and seems to be repelled from others? This question has always intrigued me, and I was determined to discover the answer. I began to examine my own experiences in creating personal wealth. I talked with dozens of people, poor, well-off, and wealthy. Each person taught me something. I began to notice common threads and patterns. What I discovered was astonishing. Let me share with you a whole new way of thinking about money and a proven method of acquiring wealth. In the process, I will put to rest, hopefully forever, an incredible number of myths and misconceptions about what it takes to make and keep great wealth. As I'll show you, most of what we know about money is based upon false assumptions. As the 19th century humorist Josh Billings so aptly put it, the trouble with people is not that they don't know, but that they know so much that just ain't so. Well, what are these false assumptions, and how can we learn to let go of them? Let's examine the nine most prevalent faulty assumptions about wealth. As you study them, notice how each one contains a grain of truth. False assumption number one. Having a job is good and leads ultimately to wealth. It is commonly held in our society that finding a good job, working hard, and moving up the ladder to more responsibility will eventually take us to golden retirement years of wealth and happiness. The fact of the matter is that a job merely supports the habits we have, like eating, but it rarely leads to wealth. As one shrewd observer put it, wealth is when small efforts produce large results. Poverty is when large efforts produce small results. No matter how much you love your job, expecting it to make you wealthy is like looking for gold in a salt mine. If your large efforts are only producing small results, you had better check the road map. You may be on the road to poverty. The answer is not to work harder, but to work smarter. A job should be looked upon as a temporary inconvenience. It is a method for generating cash flow for living expenses while you are setting up an automatic pilot. More on this later. Thus, having a job is necessary for a while, but don't forget the other part of the equation. Your ultimate goal is to acquire ownership of a generous source of income that flows to you regardless of your job. Accomplishing that goal is what this book is about. False assumption number two. Saving your money is a good investment. How many millionaires do you know who have become wealthy by investing in savings accounts? (laughs) I rest my case. But don't get me wrong. Saving money is good. In fact, it is important to the wealth-building process. It is not the money saved that's important. It is the discipline required to save it. But you can't expect your savings to carry you to wealth. And this is the fact that is so widely misunderstood. Assuming only minimal inflation and taxes, it doesn't take a Ph.D. in finance to realize that any dollar that earns less than about 10% per year is a losing venture. At best, 
it is the slow liquidation of wealth. But, you say, savings accounts and certificates of deposit are safe, and the money comes easy. And I reply, does it make you feel safe and secure to know that every day you are getting poorer and poorer? If your goal is to become wealthy, you must learn how to save smart. The money you save is only parked temporarily in liquid, interest-bearing accounts, waiting to be invested in a better place. This smart money is then shifted into long-range, less liquid investments, and more on this later, which generate wealth-producing rates of return, rates well in excess of 20% per year. Anything less is tantamount to treading water in the swimming pool on the deck of the Titanic. False assumption number three, debt is bad. Avoid it like the plague. Have you ever heard this before? There is truth to this statement, but it depends upon the kind of debt we are talking about. If we are talking about consumer debt, yes, avoid it like the plague. Avoid borrowing money to buy the appearances of wealth, which lose value and are often worthless before the debt is repaid. But investment debt is another story. In fact, self-made wealth never comes without going into debt. I repeat, you can never become wealthy without going into some form of investment debt, and probably a lot of it. It is true that debt is terrifying to most of us. It signifies bondage. And ironically, the only way we can develop a sizable nest egg and stay out of long-term financial bondage is to go into short-term debt. You can actually borrow your way to wealth. Later, I'll show you how the key to wealth is the wise use of investment debt. There is no other way short of theft or inheritance. 